Hello, and welcome to CQ Roll Call's The Big Story Podcast. We're going to talk this week about what is going on in the Senate. They've canceled their recess, and they have a long list of things that they want to accomplish. I'm Jason Dick, CQ Roll Call's leadership editor, and I'm joined here with Niels Lesniewski, our senior Senate reporter. Niels, you wrote a couple stories yesterday about the recess and what happened. Let's uh, go Let's go through what happened. Well, uh, before the uh, Senate Republicans met for their weekly lunch, uh, a group of uh, senators who are outside of leadership were uh, making a plea for the August recess to be truncated or canceled. And frankly... If you were walking into the lunch and talking to leaders walking into the lunch, they had seemed to have very little interest in acknowledging or uh, taking to heart these pleas. At one point in time, I was uh, talking to a couple of senators outside and asked both senior Republicans and asked them, so which one of you wants the August recess question? And it, it sort of devolved into a question of, well, the, maybe maybe that's a better one for him. Uh, no one really wanted to talk about it. And then Roy about, Blunt eventually answered your question, though. Roy Blunt did eventually answer the question. He he basically said, we all know that's never going to happen. He's uh, a longtime uh, member of Congress, was in leadership in the House, is in leadership in the Senate. And basically, it didn't seem like this was going to happen. I, b- I believe uh, Senator Blunt's uh, exact words to you uh, from, from your story in, in Wednesday's roll call was, it's hard enough to get people here on Fridays. The entire month of August? Probably not. Something to, to those lines. And yet a half an hour later... We get a <laughs> statement from Majority Leader Mitch McConnell saying that... We'll be in session the first uh, two weeks of August that we had originally anticipated not being here. We will be here. We've got the defense authorization. We've got the debt ceiling. We've got the FDA user fee and other important legislation that we need to address. And we simply, as a result of all this obstructionism, don't have enough time uh, to address all of these issues between now and the originally anticipated uh, August recess. Now. I would argue that it might be really one more week uh, than normal because they were leaving fairly early. Right. So often the Senate yep. is in session that that the first couple of days of August. Right. Uh, they, so, they were scheduled, yeah, to be off the the last week of of July, heading into August. So it was a l- little bit of August, but we were talking about a five week vacation. I mean, even even Europeans would be like pleased with that kind of Europe that that sort of uh, recess time, right? Right. And so once this once this uh, change was made, uh, the calls from Republicans uh, were largely laudatory for for cutting it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is there were some uh, sort of speculation that this August recess delay is in order to give time to do health care to to pass the whatever emerges as the repeal and replacement for Obamacare. But McConnell and, and frankly, others who I talked to afterwards said, no, that's really not what the the objective is here, that that the health care schedule is still to either frankly, pass it or move on from it uh, next week or mm-hmm. maybe into the following week. 
but these extra weeks in August are for, for tackling other other priorities. And those priorities could include addressing the debt ceiling, some more nominations. I think they got like the, um, I don't know, the IT person at the Office of Management and Budget confirmed this week, and they're doing some judge in Idaho. So they've got all these nominations stacking up, as, as they say, uh, maybe the defense policy uh, bill. But we were talking a little bit earlier before we went on the show, and you said that one very high profile but nominee, they might actually be able to button up before before they head home, and that would be... The FBI director nominee, Chris Ray, who is having a hearing on as we're as we're recording this is his judiciary confirmation hearing. Uh, the way the Judiciary Committee generally works is they'll put a nomination on the schedule for committee action shortly after a hearing once they get questions back. Generally speaking, there's then a week long delay because of the way the committee rules work. In theory, that nomination could be out of the committee, I would guess, the beginning of August, meaning that it's entirely possible that the that the FBI director confirmation is the getaway vote uh, for August recess. And so, you know, backing it up, I mean, in, in the in, in the halls, you, you as you said, there isn't a lot of appetite for staying here through the middle of August. I mean, a, a cynic might point out that there are a lot of Democrats running for reelection in tough states and not a lot of Republicans. And so it's to Mitch McConnell's advantage to keep those Democrats here. But it also affects his own troops. You know, his, his, I mean, there are some people, Dean Heller, for one, who's in a, a, a would, would, could probably use a little bit more face time as he faces reelection. But the I mean, there there's a lot going on in Washington, and, and there are some sort of, you know, theories that maybe this was used as a distraction. Kellyanne Conway, for instance, was at the Senate Republicans' lunch right as the, um, you know, the, the announcement came out. I think she tweeted your initial story about it, saying, you know, the forgotten men and women of America won't forget this as as you toil away, Senate. So, it, I mean, honestly, if if they if they get a week or so of extra work than they originally scheduled, do you think that they still just say, like, look, we, we worked as much as we can, and now we're declaring victory so people can go back and, 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 and be with their constituents? Uh, that's probably how this is going to play out. Uh, there are some delegation, congressional delegation CODEL trips that have to be uh, rescheduled because of staying in a little extra. We heard... Uh, one of my colleagues heard from Senator Lindsey Graham, for instance, that uh, he has to uh, move around a trip to Israel that he was planning to take, um, which I don't know who exactly uh, Graham was going to be traveling with. But those trips to Israel, usually large delegations that meet with uh, the prime minister. So these congressional delegations or CODELs as we know them and everybody on the Hill sort of knows them in, in shorthand, why are they so important to people like Lindsey Graham and, and people who would be going to places like Israel or Latvia or, you know, what have you? Well, they're, they're an important uh, part of uh, the work of lawmakers who are particularly the foreign policy hawks and, and those with real foreign policy interests. This is where members of Congress can can meet with both uh, elected leaders and folks from civil society groups and other interest groups overseas together. It's also when we see lawmakers visit the troops who are stationed overseas, U.S. servicemen and women in places like Afghanistan, you will see Codels there uh, and elsewhere. And so that's why it's so important is because it's both an opportunity to understand the work and also to uh, to see the 
the personnel in uniform overseas. And again, there's a these aren't just exactly like you get on the plane and you you know you you sort of drive up to the <laughs> prime minister's residence or so forth. These take a lot of planning because of security procedures, especially in places like as you mentioned Afghanistan or Israel, where the where the security concerns are paramount. I mean, there, there's they're not uh, canceled lightly or or altered lightly. The other thing is, uh, if we're talking about wanting to get out of town, they need to find uh, something to leave on a, a note of a victory, right? Mm-hmm. Because the the way that you try and set up uh, the departure for August recess is uh, to have a message that you can tout to those constituents when you meet with them at, at barbecues and, and uh, parades and whatnot, and... That may be why the defense authorization bill surfaced as Mm -hmm. a potential um, action item that was in McConnell's uh, statement of the agenda ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, Supporting the troops is always a good uh, message to be bringing into a recess. Yeah, th- that w- that was interesting because I mean, the, you know, the the Senate and the House, I mean, Congress in general, they they usually that's one of the few pieces of legislation they get done every single year, which is the defense authorization bill, the, the thing that sets policy and overall spending levels for the Pentagon and, and its programs. But they usually don't get it done until the end of the year. I mean, th- th- are they are they moving this up because they know that for the most part everybody has uh, some sort of interest from the most liberal Democrat to the most conservative Republican for getting this defense policy bill done? Well, yes, and it may be that they're not really looking towards getting an agreement with the House before recess. You know, the Senate could pass its version and then the, then the uh, negotiations can begin on, on questions of exactly uh, how many uh, of various sorts of ships you're going to build. But this may be a victory, uh, a partial victory. The other thing that they could spend some time on uh, before the recess that I actually had one uh, senator suggest to me the other day might be another option for being the last thing that you do the week before you leave is the uh, reauthorization of the Federal Aviation Administration. It's no, no, always nothing gets people jazzed more than that. Although it, August is a big travel month, right? So maybe you can come back and say, like, we're trying to get these lines taken care of at your at your local airport. Is that well, the, sort of the thinking? That's part of it. I mean, the the FAA bill, as it's come out of the committee, uh, the Commerce Committee, actually includes new rules for preventing airlines from dragging people off of planes. Novel concept. So you know, the, there there are. There are certainly marketable items, so to speak, in the FAA reauthorization. And it also is on the list, uh, along with uh, the Food and Drug Administration uh, user fee issue. There's a few of these things that are relatively don't sound terribly sexy all the time, frankly, but actually need to get done because there are real consequences if you get to the end of September, for instance, and the uh, and the FAA authorization lapses. Uh, so there are things that actually need to get done. So in absence uh, absence of like sort of the big items, like say if healthcare you know continues to sort of drag out and they don't get the big you know victory there for the uh, for the Republicans, like in absence of that, just taking a few smaller victories, almost localizing national politics, if you will, and saying like yes, but look, we get th- we got this done and this done and this done. That that could work out. With this extra time, you think? That's right. And the other thing is, is that it may give an opportunity for for President Trump to have um, 
some sort of another signing ceremony and, and another declaration of victory on some sort of accomplishment leading into the break. So real quickly, Niels, I mean, McConnell outlined a very ambitious legislative agenda. What do you think is the least likely or not going to happen on, on that list that he outlined yesterday? Well, I'm uh, going to go out on a limb here and, and say that uh, the debt limit is probably the one that's the least likely to be addressed before the August recess, unless uh, the Treasury Department and Steve Mnuchin come back and say, yes, actually, this will be a crisis over Labor Day weekend uh, or something like that if you don't address this before August recess. It seems like the thing that even if the Senate were to do something on it, you would then have to come up with an agreement with the House, uh, and that would potentially be difficult. And the House has already come down and said, like, we can wait until after we get back from, from, the, uh, from the summer recess. There are certainly, and there are certainly conservatives in the House who want uh, uh, all sorts of budget cuts and, and policy changes uh, that, that maybe the Senate would never go along with. All right. Well, it seems like we've got a lot to to look at. I mean, we, we were looking at a three-week period of time. Now we're looking about a five-week period of time that could go down to four. Uh, but in, in general, it, it looks like that we're going to have a fairly packed agenda before they do eventually leave for August. Right. All right. Well, Niels, thank you for joining me. I'm Jason Dick. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on NPR One. Thanks for listening.